So, uh, looking at it, you know, starting the year off, we talk a little bit about like the training that's been already been going on and how that's going to kind of benefit the guys that are coming in now. Yeah, like uh, I've been running the group since October one. Even before that, you know, we're doing off-season, preseason stuff, getting ready. But, you know, a group of 45, 50 kids, even before we get the 20-something football players, and that includes our girls, you know. But, uh, yeah, they get a good – I mean, if you look at it there, they got a good six weeks without those guys in there. And, I mean, I really – every single day we were on the grind practice and you are in there too. Like, we took no days off. We took advantage of every single practice and we were preparing – you know, for that deep playoff run, preparing to not have our kids for the first tournament or the first duel, and it just so happened it didn't go that way. And uh, now that we got them all in here on Monday, I mean, just to adapt and overcome and adjust and run them the way we run them, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, the dynamics of the room definitely changed them guys get back in there. You know what I mean? It did. It, I, I know it did, but, like, I knew it would going in. I knew as soon as we got them, like, the dynamic would change. But I was nervous about it, like, just bringing them in in the first place. I didn't know how the football season would end. But then the way it did end, I was nervous on Monday just to see kind of how how the kids would react, how they'd respond, how practice would go, who would be where, you know. And just, I don't know, they did exactly what I thought they would, though. They came in there. You know, down in the dirt a little bit. Hell, we all are. We're all still – we wanted to win that game really, really bad. And, uh, I don't know, we just took the mindset we always take, like get back on the grind. And that's what I told them. You know, that's my advice is just handle heartbreak as you just go back to work. I don't know. Kids did that. I know kids that were in there Saturday morning uh, after a Friday night, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. That's fine. And – uh Kids in there just today for the first time, you know, trying to heal back up after Friday night, and that's fine too. As a coach, I've learned to grow and adapt and try to treat each kid individually. You know, in the end, it's a team and you have to fall together, but wrestling is one of them sports where there's so much demanded of you that you can kind of you can give some kids some leniency on just – on the intensity, you know, I didn't expect those kids to come in Monday morning and be like, Coach, I'm ready to rip heads off, you know. Right. And uh, some of them did, but then some of them, like, you kind of got to ease them into it and get them, get them going and tell them everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Tell them you love them. I told a lot of kids I love them over the weekend just because, I mean, they said Friday sucked. Let's talk about some of the new faces we got in the wrestling room. Uh, this year, you know, I mean, not really even new faces. I mean, some they're eighth graders or what they're high schoolers now, they're freshmen now, you know. Yeah, Talon coming up and wrestling for the high school is tremendous. He's gonna make an immediate impact wherever he is in the lineup and you know, be contending for a state title. I feel like he's that good of a wrestler as a yeah. freshman. Yeah, he can go, he'll make an immediate impact. And then, uh, Hudson right. and Hudson's kind of one of those things where that dude just turned 15 years old yesterday. And played every single varsity football snap. And, you know, he's going to be a fantastic junior high heavyweight, weighing right around 230. And then when he competes for the high school, it'll be, you know, see if he gets naturally down to around 215 or if we just hang out at that heavyweight and wrestle some heavyweight there. You know, he those are two really good freshmen. And then uh, Braxton. I, watch, I was watching Braxton today. Braxton will make an immediate impact in the lineup. And, uh, Braxton is a really, really talented wrestler. He uh, probably has more talent 
than most of the people into the room. Just got to be able to put it all together as a freshman now. And uh, he can do it. He has state championship type caliber wrestling as a freshman too. Now can we can we put the mentality and the mindset behind it and get it done? And then Kaysen, you know, yeah. Kaysen is. I just watched him go today too, man. He's doing. He can go. He's really, really good. He can wrestle. He's a great technical wrestler. He's good at just finding a way to win matches. I mean, and just he's Meyer. The Meyer dudes know how to win matches. And uh, him and Ritson just be fun. I'm glad to be able to coach them on the same team some this year. And uh, right. I think that'll be really interesting. And just watch them in the first few practices. They compete against each other even in practice. And yeah. I mean, it's a. That's a good little group of freshmen right there. And then you add in Luke Williams and uh, Junior yeah. and uh, Jacob Jackson, the Dill brothers, you know. Um, and I know I'm forgetting uh, other people just out of that kind of freshman group right there, but, like, that's a squad. Them dudes can all wrestle. Thomas Finley, like, he's a good little freshman yeah. wrestler. And uh, <clears throat> just that whole group, there's a bunch of them in that class and uh kids like luke and uh junior will be looking to make an impact on the lineup and help out as one of them kids where you know we just need you in there to pull your weight and get things done and uh i'm just i'm excited to see how their season progresses and uh had some of the freshmen like grayson and junior and luke and them already you know because they got out of football after that last week they kind of had that option to go ahead and go to your different sport, which is good. You know, if you're not, they didn't have really any kind of impact on the football at that point, And right. it was just go get ready for your next sport. And I, I appreciate being able to do that, especially with those freshmen because they get to compete at junior high level. So like yeah. it's, it's important for them to be able to get ready and go because our junior high will go to Shawnee duels right off the bat. Yep. And I mean, that's tough. That's about as tough as it gets. Shawnee duels. And uh, we're taking a big team to JLC this year, right? Right. Yeah, we'll try to take uh, just our, our squad that wants to go junior high-wise to compete at JLC this right. year. We have several kids kind of right around that 15U yep. uh, area like Ritson was last year. And, uh, I mean, I just urge people to go compete at tournaments like that. The competition's always great. Yeah. It's just that's good for our club, especially you now we came off two weekends of youth wrestling already, two yep. Saturdays in a row. And shoot, we've already had 75, 80 kids go wrestle between those two tournaments. Yep. So it's a really good good thing to see yeah. as far as just uh, participation. And, I mean, that gets into a whole different different level. You saw how many kids were in the room this morning. Yeah, it was wild, man. It's, it's the most I think we've ever had as far as, like, for a practice. And uh, if you went in there, you would, like, uh, what is it, three or four teams here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what I kind of – just got a grasp and normally when we are full we can drill pretty well but live wrestling gets a little tough we, we had a hard time drilling even yeah. today just because the mat space was so taken yeah but it's good we worked around it we found a way to get all the kids some work in and get it done there was definitely no room for another team to show up practice <laughs> no, no i was thinking about that and in the past, we have we we've had teams show up. Yeah, so, we we've had Christmas practices with yeah. other teams show up, and then Casey's team likes to come over and practice. And just now, it'd be one of them points where if we have to do that, I need to start start rostering practice. You know, who can come to practice? Who can yeah. come to certain practices? Just because 
of space liability, right. you know, and that's fine. That's cool to see that we've grown as a team that far where, like I said, in practice, it's a privilege to come to practice now. So that's good. Some of the new, new faces, though, Crabtree was in there today, I've seen. Yeah, Andre Crabtree, just a senior coming over. And shoot, I tried to get him to wrestle since he was a sixth grader. And uh, <laughs> he, he said to me during just a couple of weeks ago, he said, Coach, I want to come to wrestling this year. And I'd, I'd like to be a part of the team, travel with you guys. And then really, I just, I'm going to go play college football. So I think this will make me a better athlete. And I said, Dude, that's like the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody say, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was. And, you know, selfishly, I know he wants to go. We're good right now. He wants to go and compete and be a part of that, and that's yeah. fine. Like, he's a great kid. He works yeah. hard. He's going to learn some stuff in here, and I promise you, I promise you, wait till the season gets rolling. I bet we need him for something. Yeah. I bet we need him for something, and uh, that's good. Like, we're going to give him the same type of attention I'll give any other kid just because he wants to be in there and work. And, I mean, that's a good working wrestling dynamic with with all of your kids, you know, and I'm just I'm thankful that – Football helped me build that bond and that relationship with him where he's comfortable comfortable enough to do that. And Josh, then new, yeah. Josh had a solo the yep. same way. Yep. Josh has been in the wrestling room and came in like, it's crazy. Some kids will just come in and wrestle a little bit of freestyle with you during yep. the spring because they have no other sports going on. And that's kind of how he got hooked and his buddies, Hunter and all of them are yep. in there. And he's just always went into open gyms during the summer and rolled around, been a basketball player. And then... Hey, this year, he's like, dude, I'm going to wrestle. Same thing as Andre. Like, I'm a really good football player. This is going to make me better. I've seen it make other kids better. Like, we were just in there playing Powerball after practice and just watching the athleticism on some of the kids. I was like, holy cow. Like, yeah. athletic. And I mean, a lot of that's due to wrestling, I feel like, you know, just because our kids are used to being in there and doing all that yeah. crazy stuff. and. It makes me a lot more nervous the older I get playing games and doing stuff <laughs> with kids, you know, like not for my own safety, which is I'm very nervous because I'm one injury away from That's it, I'm it all being over with. But, uh, but I just I'm nervous for the kids. I don't want them to get injured and they're playing. But like you can't take that away no. from them. They're just we're a highly competitive, highly athletic group right now. And like I got to let them have all those outlets and just ways to have fun with wrestling because practice is hard. If I just have them show up every day and just nose to the, to the grind, we'd lose a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Eventually it does get like that, I guess, you know, in the latter part of the seasons, but right now I understand that. And that's like, those dudes know, like once we get into January and February, like that stuff knocks off. Yeah. A lot. And like we'll still have it here and there, but it comes down to, there's not going to be 90 in the room like there was today. There's, yeah, you know, the kids that are working for the end of the season type stuff. Well, it's good. You know, like 90 in there today gives you a lot to choose from. Yeah. gives you a lot of practice partners. gives you just a lot of different perspectives. And as a coach, like it motivates me. It makes me feel good when a lot of people are in there. Those are kids that are wanting to get better in practice. And I think that's like the ultimate like respect you can show a coach is like on a break. Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it might be, it's just making sure your kids are practice. Like right. they don't have to do. I mean, yeah, they need to show up and work. But like the best, the best thing you can do if you like, you really respect a coach's time and like you like appreciate what they do for your family is like, man, you know, in wrestling, there's going to be Christmas break practices, and I get it. Like you might need to go and have that vacation with your family or do something like that. But like. 
I don't know, just being there at practice means a lot because like I'm giving up everything I can too to make sure that everything's set up and practice goes well and just I just I feel like that's a good good thing to uh, kind of run by. Can you talk a little bit about <clears throat> the difference in training a a senior first year wrestler, right? Uh versus you know the the freshman that is starting wrestling you know what i mean are you still going to go into that's a really good question but like while i was thinking about that point with like parents and getting their kids like i want to just kind of add on to that like the reasoning behind that is not just like coach ralzeri i need to be there like it's not that it's just like you literally cannot get you can't duplicate what you get in a practice room with your team like with those partners you can't duplicate the intensity and like what we're doing in that room. I feel like you can go work out in a gym, go on a run, do all that. And that's fine. Do that by all means, but like you can't, you just can't duplicate wrestling. And like, we're at the point where we get these kids on Thanksgiving break or seven practices before we compete, you know, right. and Christmas break is where we have to develop. Cause we're going to the Gary tournament. Like, and then like, yeah. if you're not ready to go there. Like, so that's just why it's so important to me. It's it's not a selfish thing. It's just, man, like we're putting in all that there. Like, please just do your part by, and, and I don't think like we do a bad job of that by any means. Most of our kids do that on their own. Like they're there no matter what, but just uh, for any new parents or parents that are just getting involved, you know, like this is just a sport that runs through two major holidays. You gotta be here and work and uh, it is what it is. But back to your question with that, like how do you how do you develop a kid that comes out later in high school to yeah. like a freshman kid that comes out? Yeah, or even a sixth grader, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, you know, been able to do it with different ones and have success with like some of them, you know, and uh, as like a freshman or like a sixth grader or something, I'm gonna be teaching kids a little more kind of about the long run with it you know if you get a kid out as a senior like there's not a real big long run you know you just uh, you explain like depending on how good your team is like we're good right now so like he knows his role is like dude i can be a backup somewhere i can fit in as a practice partner and uh from there you just start teaching them like the basic stuff so they can help out to be a really good partner stance right. you know double legs halves and fortunately he's six foot one 200 pounds great looking athlete you know he's good at all those things so like, yeah. that's a great base and uh i know you just teach them how to be good partners i think more than anything when they're older like that you right. know like this is your role and like they understand that role and if they're a little bit younger you know you're trying to set them up for some match success you know and you're trying to set them up for a little bit longer success in their career than it would be as like a kid like that. And also like a kid like that as a senior and like as a junior that's just coming out, like I'm gonna provide what they want out there, like the athleticism through our drills, our drills and agilities and the conditioning, you know, and the mindset, you know, that's what they come out for a lot. So like you make sure you provide that for them as well. As far as technique, like you just, I think, teach them more to be kind of a serviceable partner and teammate. And right. But like I said, dude, there's probably a good chance like no matter what happens, like everybody could have the bird flu all in one day. Yeah. Like you need him, you need him, and yeah, he's all right. Like that's why I say he's an with this. I'll take him with me because even if I sent him out there tomorrow and it was like 
dude, two practices, go wrestle. He'd find a way to go battle. I mean, yeah. he'd go battle for us. So that's good to good to know about your kids. Yeah. Man, let's go ahead and jump into the big one, dog. The Gary Tournament, man. You kind of brought it up a while ago, man. That's kind of a – that's really big. Uh, to me, it's something I've been hoping. I mean, honestly, something I've been praying for, dog, that, you know, we, that we'd find a way to uh, – we'd do the things that we needed to do to get into that tournament. And I feel like we did everything that we needed to do. It was just a matter of time before we got the invite, you know. Uh, and going there, the significance of the tournament to me is – Kids getting them looks, them national looks, you know what I mean? Yeah. National level looks, national level competition is what I should say. That's what I want our kids to understand more than anything. It's not Coach Rowell's, oh, we want state. Coach Rowell thinks we're world beaters, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not that. Like, I was trying to get our kids into Gary the very first year I moved here. Like, you know that. Like, yep. I was trying to get them in immediately because I just know, I know in Oklahoma, like elite level competition. That's the tournament. That's the yeah. tournament everybody talks about, you know, and I, I competed in it four years as a wrestler and only only won it once, you know, as a senior. And like, I'm thankful, very thankful. It was tough, you know, and, and that's just like kind of goes with some of our kids. Like I want them to learn that lesson too, like in wrestling, no matter how good you are, state champion, state place, or multiple time state champion, like losses are going to come. Losses yeah. are going to come, and I don't care if we have any undefeated state champions or any undefeated kids ever. Undefeated means nothing to me. You right. know, it's a great accomplishment, and by, I'm not taken away because I've had undefeated state champions, you know, and that's right. like you're untouched. That's that's great. That's a great accomplishment. But, like, in the long run with this and, like, there's going to be losses, there's going to be adversity, you know. So I'd much rather a kid learn that and come out on the other side than just uh, even, like, and not saying this has happened to my undefeated kids, but like if you're undefeated and you go through and like no matter what, there's some kind of adversity in your life, like see how you handle it, you know, see how you handle it. And uh, I don't know, that's just like the Gary tournament. You'll go and you'll get those looks against those nationally ranked kids. What do you have to lose? Like, what do you have to lose? Nothing. nothing. Yeah. And like. That's a great point to throw in. And then just as like a spectator, like I want to go and see these kids wrestle. And I've seen a lot of them wrestle nationally and, and these nationally ranked kids. And I think I have the same dogs in there in the room with me as well. It's just like we haven't been been put there yet. So, well, I mean, also, too, like in that same that same breath, we can talk about the, the kids that we've had, the state championship champions we've had that wasn't able to wrestle in that tournament. Like That's Jacob it. Butler, the Isaac Garris, the, the Rylan Hit. You know what I mean? It's that what if drives me crazy. You me, know too, I mean? me too. I would love to have seen them guys battle in that. You know, and and if you look at it, I would I think maybe out of that whole group, we I have one that would have won it. One. Who is it? I don't know. Well, here's my thoughts on that. <laughs> I would no, like to like, go back and look at the brackets, I, I, I though. Think I would have loved to have seen it, too, you know, because it could have possibly got Butler in a fixed matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, that could have happened. And then Rylan and, like, the rolling kid from Mustang would have happened at one point. And, like, I just think some good stuff, like, wrestling-wise could have happened. But Cushing was good to us, too. We had some great matchups yeah. there, and that's a great tournament, like, that – we won't be going to this year because of it, but I don't know. Once you get in at Gary, you don't get out. And any team that gets out, like, I don't know. I don't want teams to – I don't know. Once you get into Gary, don't get out. That's my advice. When I was in high school, my coach, 
and we had the coolest scary like experience like he lived across the street from the gym literally growing up and his mom and dad still live there our team stayed at the house there growing like at the uh tournament and it was just the best experience but even as a freshman i remember him griping at me and was like dude you have i don't know what my record was it was probably like 15 and 5 like going into gary or something and he was considering like not taking me you know what i'm saying just because he's like it's a tough tournament and like i think i won one match as a freshman and then got beat out or maybe went two and q i don't know one of my two and q's but the prestige of the tournament the toughness of the tournament you know it's a and if you're bad i still think you should take kids to the gary tournament because like I said, don't get out of it. Don't get out of it. Like we were begging to get into it. That's that's kind of what would make me hot about the whole situation. It's like teams. There was teams there that didn't want to be there. I felt like. Yeah. And even when and there's years where I've been bad, probably didn't need to be there at all. And I'm not saying we're going to go there and do anything miraculous, but we're going to go there and compete. Like we're going to throw our kids in the fire and get ready to go and try to come out on the other side and then just. I don't know January. That'll just be a good month of us sharpening our our axe, like the old saying, getting ready for February, because February is when it all matters. But that's just kind of like my my rollout with the team this year is like December. Hopefully, we figure out a lot of ranking, match situations, lineup situations, start getting kids down to weights they need to be at, and just get some mat time under us is the first couple tournaments and duels and then january like we're in the war zone it's gary district duels carl albert tournament uh tuttle duel marlo duel big four tournament with blackwell and ponka and westmore and all those schools so like that's a grind of a month and uh, our kids need that though we need to be tested like that Tell me that though in February, like one when <laughs> afterwards I'm like pulling my hair out, but that's good. Like, I don't know. I just want to be like with this team that we have and these kids that we have and these kids that have grown up coaching and I love and I want what's best for them. Like this is what's best for them going and competing and seeing all this, whether, whether they see it with their minds right now or not, like this is what's best for them. I want them to see what's out there be what is exposed to the best out there and and do what they can do and i don't know even with like our kids our top level kids like i don't know how many kids will send to college to be college wrestlers and that's not like my goal like i don't i'm not here to just make college wrestlers there's an avenue for that and like i want to i want kids to go prepared to college to wrestle but like a lot of these kids will go do other things. We have a lot of kids that'll go play football on our team that'll go and just be great adults. And like, I just want them to pick up like the overall, uh, I don't know, just the overall greatness of the competition. When you go do that, you know, like in everything they do, I want them just to expect to be the best. Right. You know, so expect to be top level. And uh, a lot of kids around here believe that right now. That's why it hurts so bad Friday night. Yeah. Let's jump back a little bit more and talk about the Gary tournament, the blind draw. Yeah. How special that is, you know what I mean, and what that means, kind of the format of the tournament, if you will. Yeah, so you just, like, you could have five state champions in your weight, and all five of those state champions are, like, on the same side of the bracket. You right. Know, there's no seeding. You come in, it just randomly draws you into the bracket. So, like, the best kids can wrestle right off the bat. That's a cool format. That 
teaches kids that every single match is extremely important. You better be ready to go for match one. And uh, that adds like a good uniqueness to the tournament. I love that like format of it. Works out well. So typically the number one and two seeds on different sides of the bracket, right? So like if you're the one seed, I mean, your first match might be against so and quote unquote the number two seed. You yep. know, you could have uh, the best dude, right? You could have a finals match right off the bat. But also, and I guarantee you, it happens. It happens. Oh, every year it happens. Yeah. But also, too, is like the significance of that is, is just because somebody's a two seed doesn't mean they're be- you're you know you're better than them. It's just because a lot of times, because you got people that's in different classes that wrestle this tournament. You got kids from out of state that wrestle in this tournament. So sometimes it's hard to get a true seed anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? So and I think that's a significant of the blind draw. You know, that's a great one, and like it lets you like let's test kids right after weigh in. Like, if you better be ready to go match one. A lot of kids like to get that first match against yeah. a kid that don't know how to wrestle very well out of the way, get a sweat in, eat again, reset. You know, yeah. but when it's that first go after a hard weight cut, your lungs are going to burn no matter what. So you better. Warm up it really hard. You better warm up a match. Right. You know, like, that's hard to do when you're cutting weight like that. So uh, your freshman year, you say you don't really remember a lot of it. You might have went to an out your freshman year. Uh, I think I did go to an out my freshman year. Your sophomore year, I'm assuming you won some matches though, right? I think I went two and two my sophomore year. Two and two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your junior year, you got second, correct? I got beat in the finals and then didn't wrestle my challenge match. So. Okay, well, let's talk about that's another avenue of the format of the tournament, too, right? So, like, if since there is no seed, right, they do the challenge match for true second. So, if you lose the first place match, you have to win your second place match. Right. And if you don't, you, you get third. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I, don't, I won't ever advocate for this because in some tournaments, like, that – True, I don't think they should have true second at state or anything because that's just too emotional of a match. But the uniqueness of the tournament allows to have that true second uh, challenge because of the blind draw, and I think that's good. I, I don't think any other formats where you should wrestle like a true second just because it's a very unfair advantage. But in that tournament, it, it it's a great, great asset. And like when I was a junior, I got beat in the finals – 15 to 10, and I will never, ever, I don't want my kids to hear this and think that they can do this, but, like, legitimately, it was my first tournament after a torn MCL. I was wearing a huge MCL brace on my leg. Like, it just, it made no sense for me to wrestle that right. challenge match. And uh, just a bigger fish to fry throughout the season. So, like, that's that was why I didn't wrestle that one, but, like, my kids are going to hear that now and be like, Coach? <laughs> well, no, let's, let's talk about that, though. That's the significance and how tough this tournament it is because we look at it that way. We say you took third at the Geary tournament. Well, you also won state that year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a testament how tough this tournament can be. You know? Yeah. And, and, and it is, really. So, I mean, that was one of those situations where two kids wrestled each other the very first match on the other side of the bracket. They were both state champions. And I was the state champion on the other side. Right. And I was like, all right, brother. Like, <laughs> so, you had three state champions in your bracket. Three. I think a fourth one in there even. Like, my junior year was tough. And, uh, yeah, I just ended up making the finals and got beat. And then I'm by one of the state champions, and then I was going to have to wrestle the other one in that challenge match. It would have been a tough-ass match. Like, I know it would have been a tough match. Right. And that's, like, why I don't, like, want to advocate for it. Like, I probably should have wrestled that match. But at the time, like, no. Like, it was a good coaching call not to. 
Yeah. You know, but like a lot of my kids in that situation, unless I know you're really injured, I'm going to make you wrestle that match. Like we're going to yeah. get through it. Can you talk about how that the Geary tournament plays in the seeds? I, it, it would like come, later on in the, in, in the season? And that's where like your coaching due diligence has to go on. Like it plays in because you can have kids in your own class where you have head to head matchups, but you can really get like, uh, common opponent matchups, you know, yeah. wrestle other kids from other schools. And uh, that's where, just because normally if you're at the Gary tournament, you're at all these other good t- tournaments around. And uh, it just, uh, it gets you spread out throughout that common opponent. Like and if you beat someone really, really good, they might be in another class, might not ever see them again. So it don't mean anything significant against you, like against them. But what if they beat someone at regionals, that we have later in the year and we never saw that person and they were a returning state qualifier. Like they would get the seat above us unless we're like, yo, yo, Gary tournament, we beat so-and-so who beat you. So we did yeah. that seat, you know? So that's just kind of one of them things as a coach, like you harp to kids, like it's all right to lose matches. And if you lose a match outside of your class, you know, not to freak out too much, but like in the end too, it can come back and bite you on the ass. Like we've lost some seeds because of stuff like that. And coaches are good. Coaches do what they, they should when it comes to regional seating meetings. At least I know I'm always going to try to. So uh, your senior year is the year you actually won it. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? I know we've talked about it before on a podcast. Just kind of recap a little bit. Yeah, I just wrestled some good kids in my weight that year. I think a state champion from another class ended up later on in the year. And then, uh, I don't know, multiple state placers, but just ended up pinning my way to the finals, I think. Like, was pretty dominant. And then my... Finals matches like five to nothing against Matt Starzinski from Midwest City. I do remember that. He was good. He's a good wrestler. Uh, can you talk a little bit of uh, different? What you see different, like big changes you see other than like the lineup, uh, as far as it comes to coaching style this year versus you know last year. Because last year, realistically, we had some, I mean, kind of some inexperienced kids on the team that yeah. was able to go put some stuff together for us. This year, I feel like. You guys got a solid team, dog. You know what I mean? Is there anything you're going to do different coaching-wise? Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of approaches that I'm trying to take with this team. And just because, like I talked about, I want to get the most I can out of them, you know, and I want them to get the most out of this experience. And what's crazy is at some point, like, we're going to have a state placer sitting on the bench probably in some weights just because I think certain kids – like, you look at Colin, Hudson, Zayden, Shay, Jace. Yeah. Like, and Ritson even throw them in there. 215 and heavyweight like that. That's a bunch of kids in two weights that I think on any other team are state placers, state champions, significant uh, contributors. So, like, I want to do a really good job this year of not just, like, that we're going to have our dudes there that go and, like, our dudes to compete. But I want to have other outlets for those kids. I want to have other avenues for those kids that still need to compete and go wrestle. And, like, I want the competition for that spot to be there all the way until regionals. Like, and right. if you're not cutting your weight right, if you're not doing things right, even if you're beating that kid, like, I'm going to be on you. Like, that kid's hungry to take your spot and they're doing things right. Better make sure just everybody's doing everything they're supposed to in that sense. Like, there's going to be a good amount of accountability. I feel like kids are going to be held for. 
So like that's an approach like I want to take and like I want to get make sure everybody's involved, but like I want them to have fun and I want them to just enjoy being like athletic and having so many other good sport things going on outside. Like I don't want them to to forget that as well, you know. I want them to enjoy the season. In the end, we want to do what we set out and what we talked about. We want to win dual state. We want to win tournament state. We want to win outside of our class. We want to win against nationally ranked kids. We want to do what these kids have grown up doing, what Jace and Colin and Hunter and just all those kids, George, Shay, you know, Bit Myers, Jack, Bryce, all of them that have just had all the Tatanippas just that have grown up wrestling at these nationally ranked tournaments and these huge events, like, They've had success there. Let's go do it. Let's go have success in high school like we've talked about. And uh, we don't have to pull in and recruit from other schools to do that. You know, we've raised all these kids here in Elgin. And right. uh, we'll continue to do that. If kids want to come here and wrestle when they're younger and stay here and move into our community, by all means, do that. Like, you can do that. This is a great community. And I'm going to be here coaching these kids really, really hard. Right. And... Uh, I just I think that's like what's unique about us too is you see these teams that are nationally ranked and they're they're well like accredited with really good kids like I'm not shooting any of that down but like in the end those kids are from different spots yeah where they come from yeah, right? kids are from different spots and yeah. uh, most of our kids we get in here from a youth program or from our feeder program or they move in sixth or seventh grade when they make that choice for their family. Like, this is what we want to do. We want to be coached here. We want this. And that's that's what's good. That's what's unique about our our kids. Can you talk a little bit about the, the how that, the rule on that is? So, like, a kid, when they're in seventh grade, right, if they move here, they have to take a year off no matter. If, if they don't move here, if they just transfer here from another school, they have to take a year off, right? Yeah, so if you live in another district. Yeah. And this is like, you know, if somebody wants to get on here and fact check me, go ahead. But from what I understand is you live in another district and you want to go to school in Elgin, first you have to get your transfer accepted. And right. I don't even know if we accept like transfers, but like, because I stay out of that process. Like, I don't know. I don't care. I stay out of that process. But uh, yeah, if you decide to do that and you don't have like an address within our district, you have to sit out a full year. Right. You can compete on sub-varsity level, like JV, and you can practice and do all that. You just can't compete for varsity. So would that even matter for 7th and 8th grade, then? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, there's nothing really – there's no, there's nothing to really to win, like championships to win. Like, there's not a – I mean, but, Utah State, that's not good. But I do think there's, like, a, a clock that starts once you start in 7th grade and you have a certain amount of years to graduate – Right. I don't know. I don't know if somebody come back check us. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how this works. Edit that one because I don't know that part. Yeah. Anyway, man, what's your expectations for this year? I want our program to continue growing. Number one, I want us to continue growing and just to continue believing as a program and as a community, like what we're doing in wrestling is providing such a great outlet not only like athletically and the success we're having but like we're creating a bunch of good kids yeah. like a bunch of just dependable hard-working kids and i talked to a dude last night 
and he just said something to me about a kid I coached eight years ago. He works for him. And I was like, man, that kid's a knucklehead, blah, blah, blah. And I said, but I bet he works really hard for you, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, that's kind of what I remember, too. You know, so, like, I want that as far as expectations. And then uh, everything else past that is just like, yeah, we want to win dual state. We want to try to win the tournament this year. We want to uh, showcase these kids and let these kids uh, – let these kids see how far they can really take themselves because they can go a long ways. We're really, really talented when they want to be and when uh, when things are going to all come together, hopefully, like getting kids down to weight and letting them compete where, where they need to be. And coming in hot, we got senior and two-time state champion, Symphony Delos. And we got sophomore, returning state champion, Richie Martin. Mm -hmm. Hey, so this is kind of a question for both y'all, but it's going to be y'all are going to have different points of views on it, right? So, you know, Ritson coming in as a sophomore, state champion last year. Sure. How's your year different this year than it was last year? And Symphony coming in as a two-time state champion and me being your senior year, is there anything different y'all are looking at this year versus last year? Um, no. I mean, we won the top two things you can win. So I think we just got to work a little bit harder, work harder, still have fun though. And uh, I think it's kind of the same. Uh, you know, I want to get these freshmen up because our freshman class is really good. Right. So I think if we get them, we got a really, really good team. I think we're better than last year, really. We got a better chance, good chance. I'm, oh, I can't I'm confident. Say that. That's a good thing, saying we want to get our freshmen ready and get the younger yeah. class ready. That's a good sign of maturity there. It's in, like we're only as good as the next group coming in, and uh, that's, a, that's a good point he hit on right there. And we're, we're really blessed about like how good our freshman class is because some of these teams that were good last year, they don't they lose seniors and they don't really get they don't get these freshmen that are good. And we're just – I'm hyped. I'm ready for it. They'll say it was something I dreamed for, and it was the – one of the highlights of my life. I really loved it. Well, uh, yeah, just with it being my senior year and everything, I'm really just trying to enjoy it, you know, like work hard like I've always been, but hanging out with my teammates more, just trying to enjoy it more instead of being so serious all the time because, I don't know. Spend time I've, with your dad. I guess a little yeah, bit, that's, yeah. That's a good <laughs> yeah, point. That's good. Uh, Coach Rob, that's a that's something that, like, as as a head coach of, like, both programs, I really – I want to influence that. Like, I want you to have a good senior year with your dad and since he helps coach the team. Not only that, it's just he pours a lot into the wrestling club. He's poured a lot into your, like, career growing up. And that's something with all my coaches. Like, I can't provide, like, the riches of being an assistant coach here, but, like, the experience of getting to coach your kid or being in the finals uh, – in the corner of the finals or – we talked, your son's going to get to wrestle in the Gary tournament one day, you know, little yeah. things like that. I hope like those are the things I can't pay and mon like monetary means, but hopefully that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. But no, sorry to interrupt you. Just saying that's something that like you should, hopefully you look yeah. forward to. No, definitely. It is something I look forward to, especially since, you know, he had to miss the first two years of everything. So for him to be here for the last two and probably the most important years, it's, it's a good thing to have. But also, like, I, I've tried every year, but this year I'm really making sure I make it a point to give back. And I feel like in Elgin, girls wrestling is at a different spot than the boys. You know, 
the boys have had years and years of wrestlers, but now it's at a point where it's their legacy building time. Like they're trying to go for multiple dual state championships in a row, not just get that one that they've been wanting for so long. Like now they're working to just cement Elgin wrestling as a big thing in the state. But our girls wrestling program, we're, you know, we're growing. We're still having hard times getting a full lineup, getting girls that really just want to buy into everything. And for us, our peak is the one state, individual state championship. We don't have dual state like boys do. So just trying to get that to a point where other girls can grow and have the success that I've had, that would be something great to see within the next few years. And I feel like as someone who's been a part of this program for a while, I have a part in that. So senior year, definitely just trying to give back, help teach girls how to wrestle and just fall in love with the sport like I did. Talk about uh... – that's a really good point. And when you talk about like the boys wanting to cement a legacy and, and win multiple uh, championships in a row, mm -hmm. like you're a part of that. You're a huge part of that. Like you've competed for the boys team. You've weighed in. You, I mean, you've done that. You've done everything. You practice with these boys. You've mm -hmm. grown up with them since fourth and fifth grade. Some of them, you know, talk about just being the girl that grew up with those boys you I mean, know because you were always you were always there in the practice yeah. and even till today like when I go look at the girls group you're not there you're down with the boys mm -hmm. and like that's just who you are and not every like high level girl does that trains with boys and stuff like some high level girls just train with, with girls but like talk about the comfortability you have and like how having good teammates like I feel like our boys do a good job of yeah. uh, just making sure things go good in here as mm -hmm. far as training partners no the boys they've always been you know accepting or not really accepting but just they didn't pay they didn't make it a big deal that I was a girl in the wrestling gym like it's never been an issue yeah we argue sometimes but that's just how teammates are I mean even the boys argue with each other and I've never felt like I'm not a part of this team it's just some of the things I have to compete in differently than them but and there's been times I felt man I wish I had like my own girls dual state team or I wish there was a girls' dual state. But honestly, out of everyone, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people because I get to play a part in the boys, like hanging out with them, being their teammate, and then seeing them win dual state and things like that. And then I get to play a huge part in the girls' side too, which really helping the girls out and us having our own thing. So I get the best of both worlds, which I, I really just love that. But yeah, the boys have always been great. Like it's never, I've never had an issue with any of them. Um, I've never felt uncomfortable going to a practice because I was going to feel uncomfortable being the only girl. It's just always been a great time, like being in this wrestling gym. What would you say to some of the 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 younger girls that have that they don't feel comfortable wrestling boys yet? Because I see like there's a big uh, an advantage to practicing with the boys at times. To see the practicing with the same you know, girls in, within your weight class or in your little group, you know, uh, is there any advice or anything you'd give them when it comes to that? Um, some girls will just not like it because if they started older, then they already have, you know, a different thought process behind working out around a boy right. or just working out with boys. So that probably won't change. But the younger girls, it's just – comes down i think to the coaching and everything of how comfortable they feel going and practicing with the boys or not 
I honestly, I, I don't know if I could really tell a girl, like, you need to go train with this boy to make you better because I don't think that's always true. The, the issue I find with it is I practice with boys because overall the boys have been wrestling longer than most of the girls we have here. Right. So to get that look I need for competition, I have to go with the boys sometimes. But when you it comes have to, to the find girls, the right boy with the right mindset, yes. though, too, in their room. And that's like something maybe Braxton or Ritson can kind of talk about here. Even just boys that are sitting around, like if the room gets on you when you're wrestling a girl in here or something, mm -hmm. like you can't. I don't know. Don't let your pride get to you in that sense. Like we know if like you're a bigger, stronger dude, you can go out and like manhandle. Um, a girl in the room right. or are you going to be like selfless enough and like drop your pride and actually wrestle that person mm -hmm. and just like give them the look that they need and, and in return like get a good look as well like first off you whoop 75 percent of the boys in here probably you know if not more i would say probably 90 percent and uh but then like the other ones that are in here like can you drop your pride and give a look and like not let the room say oh there's a girl taking you down over there that's just how that's the nature of the beast so like from a boy's perspective, I know like y'all are not the quickest to want to jump in there and get the goes with the girls, but you do like when the time comes and then just talk about like what I think is cool is like talk about how you get to watch them compete at the state tournament next to you. You know, not only like y'all have the honor of wrestling state finals side by side each other, but like to watch your girls compete in tournaments and stuff and to see them like emulate how the boys do out there, you know, and to emulate success, like talk about how it is like as a boy to watch that. Seeing so many one of state championships, it was really cool, especially, you know, we did at the same time. And, you know, if either one of us would have lost, the other person would have been 100% happy that the other person won. And, you know, seeing Coach Rao jumping around like that, that joy, that was even more joy to me. That I got to give him, that we both got to give him this feeling. And in practice, like, you know, if somebody was to take me down, the boys would be, you know, harping and hooping, but like, I like that competitive side. And it's just competitive in here. I love it. And then, you know, we're going to make fun of somebody, just, but it's all love in the end of the day. Yeah, so that's how it's supposed to be. It's a wrestling room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's all love at the end of the day. What's something, uh, Symphony, coming back, what's some advice you could give Ritson on, uh, you know, kind of like defending his title this year? I mean, you're the first person in this position. You know what I mean? Like, I remember my freshman year when I lost, I was thinking, okay, who's it going to be? Because Elgin Wrestling needs a four-time state champion, point blank period. And you're the first one that's going to have this opportunity to get it. So I just say let it fly. Don't hold anything back and keep your same mindset you had your freshman year for all four years. Don't get comfortable with any of the situations you're in. Just always know that you can work harder. And because I, I know you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you proved it last year winning as a freshman out of weight class where I feel like freshmen don't win as much because, I mean, people are older, people are bigger, but you did it. So, I mean, sky's the limit for you, Ritson. Like, I really believe in you and that you're able to do it. And I don't feel any ill will that it couldn't be me or that it couldn't be someone else that maybe I was closer to. 
I'm, I'm really happy for you and I know you're going to be able to do it. So really just keep working hard. And I think, you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And Cody, this uh, question's for you. Uh, you're kind of in the same, uh, same boat as Symphony right now. When you was in high school, senior year, coming back, defending two state championship, going for your third, what's some advice you could give her and her senior run? Uh, something that I, I wish like I would have known my senior year that I think Symphony has a better grasp on than I do, like that I want everybody to know. And I want Ritson to know this, like it's okay to lose a match during the season. It's okay to lose a match and it's okay to seek out the best competition possible to push yourself and like losing those one or two matches or hell, if you lose a handful of matches throughout the season, like we've seen as a program, like what we can do at the end of the year. Like, that's what I want. I want the end product. So, like, in between time, I want y'all to enjoy it and work hard. But go to these tournaments and seek the best competition and just let it fly. Like, let it fly. Like, we we have nothing to lose as a program, I feel like, when we're in this position. Yeah, we have a target on our back trying to defend a state championship and stuff. But, like, we have nothing to lose. We have a lot of extremely talented kids fighting for lineup spots. Like, let's go showcase those kids with the best talent in the nation. And, uh... I don't know, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, like, get in those big moment situations and, like, let it all out on the line. And if you fail, like, I'm going to be here to pick you up, coach your butt up, and get you right for the next one, no matter what it is. Like, no matter what it is. Like, who you are, no matter what. Like, you guys, I talk to you as trying to do the best of the best to defend state titles, you know. But, like, I'll say this to the kid that's on our team, like a freshman trying to make the lineup or something, like, let that let it all on the line during practice so we know that you can make the lineup. You know, let it all go on the line when we go duel Altus or Santa Fe South at the beginning of the year here. And just let me know that, like, and then, like, when you fail doing that, I'll coach you the same way I'm coaching these two. And we're just building that process, like, to make the team, win matches, place at tournaments, win tournaments, qualify for state, place at state, win state, you know, like the progression. As far as y'all two go, you know, Everybody's excited to see y'all come back and wrestle this year, especially both y'all coming off a state championship. Um, who's somebody y'all are excited to watch this year? Me, uh, I'd really love to see Hunter Jackson come back. He runner up last year. Um, I think he can do it. He works so hard in the wrestling room, and I think uh, Hunter can really get it done. I think he's going to be state champion. Bryce Martin, uh, he wants it. I know he wants it. He's got to get it done. And then our freshmen, you know, Talon, Braxton, they're both really, really good. Um, and as a freshman, I I mean, I, I always had comments to myself, and uh, it just helped me get through it, get get that state championship. You better mention one more freshman. And uh, Kaysen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Kaysen's coming. Uh, little brother's coming, and little brother's going to do a fantastic job. Like He's going to have a great year. So mm-hmm. that's a – so we got lots of secrets in the bags, man. We got lots of kids. So we got a lot of good kids. And, uh, I mean, we have kids coming back off of injuries last year. We have kids that, I mean, that are just like freshmen and the sophomore that can't wrestle in junior high lineup that are trying to make the lineup. Like we have, we're good deep in a lot of weights and like that's good in the room. And that keeps the room fun too. Like it'd be stale if we just came in here and Ritz and pounded on everybody every single day, but we're out there pushing him like, 
I'm pinning his butt every day like I did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> no, I said it for the microphone. <laughs> hey, we just mean it goes. I pinned him twice. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I pinned you once too this year, huh? Ooh, see, it's a big <laughs> game on the mic, but hey, that's, that's also like where as a coach, I'm trying to be better at. Like normally, I would battle some of those positions till the death. And like when he take me down, I'd find a way to punch him in the face. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't like fair. I'm still sneaking those in, but like. I don't know. I'm trying to wrestle through different positions with kids and like not have an ego like I was when I was young. When I was young, I didn't care. Like I was really trying to twist kids' heads off in here, and I still like want to be in that. But yeah, it's just you, you learn. You get older. I remember sixth grade year. It was like right when I came and started practicing with the uh, high school and stuff. Coach Ryan wants to come hop on me, and I, I was getting him. <laughs> And then he starts, he gives me the old, like, punching in the ribs and twisting my nose and stuff like that. And now, sophomore, he don't know what to do. I'm getting my get back, finally. To be Later fair, you were, the, you were the same size in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> no, but, but it's all love. Um, make sure you don't get in trouble. It's all love. It's all love, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's good. It's, like, just a good, like, healthy relationship, like. Mm-hmm. We got these dudes in here we talked about out of football fresh this week. And I don't know, it's they could have reacted differently, but they didn't. They came in here ready to work and like let their teammates, let their coaches pick them up, you know, and we'll go back to school and start the grind this week. So that's just kind of like what we're looking forward to as a program and how like we kind of want to start just our, our first wrestling podcast here is talk about like what we have coming forth as a program like what's on the agenda this week being like the first week of of competition for us. You know, we start with the tournament with our high school boys and girls going to Blanchard this weekend, and then our junior high going to Shawnee Duels on Friday and Saturday. So uh, that's going to be just a – that's exciting. You know, we've got a good uh, two weeks of training with the guys that came out of football once we get through this week, and uh, they'll be ready to go. 70. Anybody excited to watch wrestle this year? Yes, I have about three people. Well, I'm excited for everyone, obviously, but the top three, Abby and Alana. Um, Alana, last year, she she was in wrestling, of course, and she went to regionals. And I don't think she cared about it as much as she has this year. This year, she's been working extra, um, just trying to get working whenever she can, and she's really taking it seriously and trying to learn more. So Alana is definitely one of the people I won't, I would watch out for. For the other girls in her in her bracket, yeah, they need to watch out for her definitely. Um, Abby has just become more of a solid athlete overall. She's gotten bigger and stronger, and she's at the point now where she's starting to give me troubles whenever we're wrestling and I'm like, whoa, because she's just very, she's really athletic for her at her weight class at 190. And then it's a, it's a wide open weight for her now. I mean, she qualified last year when she was a freshman and then she was a match away from placing. So she has a lot of potential this year, but the person I'm most excited for like Ritson, um, is Hunter. Um, Hunter has been here since, like, the beginning. He was around whenever, I mean, the Elgin Youth League started when it was Elgin Grapplers. And then he just plays such a huge role in some of the, I guess, more prominent sports in Elgin, like football and wrestling. And just the amount 
of athletic, I don't know if to say heartbreaks or setbacks he's been through just as a junior going through his first semester of his junior year is insane. I mean, just, just looking back on it, you know, whenever he went to dual state his freshman year, I remember him taking the loss against Guthrie very hard. I remember watching him and just, I could feel his pain for that. His individual state tournaments haven't gone the way he's wanted to them to. And as someone who's lost before at state, I, I couldn't ever imagine going through that pain twice, which he's done and he just keeps going. I, I just have nothing but respect for Hunter because I know personally I couldn't do that. And then most recently, you know, just a little bit over a week fresh, the loss in the second round of playoffs for football. Just seeing how resilient he is is very inspiring. And I want him to get a state championship more than anyone, honestly. More than myself, you know, love you, Ritson. But if there's some sort of, I don't know, wrestling roulette and it's between us three, I want him to get it. That says a lot, like, about our kids, and that makes me, like, I don't know. I'm just very appreciative for our kids. And uh, don't get me wrong, like, I know I'm going to have to push a lot of our kids outside of comfort zones this year, and there's going to be conflict and confrontation between us. And those are the things, like, I don't look forward to, like, with my coaching, but I know we have to get through to get better. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, – that stuff with Hunter, you think about, like, those setbacks with him and all those, and you think about you wouldn't be able to get through that. You would. You would find a way. And, like, the older that I've gotten now is, like, an older person. Like, like I said, as an older person, it, it's the long game with it. Like, with this wrestling thing, it's it's the long game. And uh, you're just continuously trying to get better with the sport. Like, you're continuously trying to get better in life. Like, you're continuously trying to be a better person. There's no, like, complete, here it is, I'm 42. I'm the best I'm ever going to be. Like, I'm the best of the best. Like, when I'm 43, I'm going to be trying to be better than when I was 42. When you stop doing that, that's when you start kind of reverting. You start getting really, really old. You know what I'm saying? And as a wrestler, it's the same thing. Like, I'm never going to be the best wrestler ever. I've got to keep building, 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 building. And then when I stop doing that, you start kind of regressing and start turning into an old wrestler. You know? So, it's, it's the long game. Like, don't let yeah. that, like, mentally crush you. And I think, like, that's a great breakthrough with Hunter. Like, even if Hunter never finds that state championship, never, ever finds it, like, that dude might go win him college national title, you know? That dude might go and be a fantastic father of three with a great job and good to his wife and good to his kids and is a great youth wrestling coach one day. That's a great job, I feel like, as a coach as well. So, like, whatever whatever happens there, like, that's a life lesson being taught. And I hope you all see that, like, uh, as young wrestling kids that are successful. So kind of feed off that question is uh, what's something y'all look to improve off of from last year? Because you're already you're already a state champion, right? So some people could take the mindset of oh, I'm good, I'm a state champion, you know. But y'all are not that way. So y'all looking at it, what do I need to get better uh, to sustain that to defend that state championship? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't want to be complacent, you know. I just want to keep getting better because I know. There's going to be new people in this weight class that I don't know, and they're going to come. They want me. They want the champ. They want to beat the champ. So um, I just can't be complacent. I just got to keep on going, get my fellow peers, uh, get them better, and um, just keep on working, keep on going. 
I honestly just need to get better at being ready to wrestle whoever <clears throat> because the past two years, the way the state tournament has gone, um, the girls that you expect to go at certain weight classes to win, everyone kind of falls in line. You know, people kind of stay in their lane. Nobody really jumps ship to a different place, which I've honestly been relying on that feeling like my mindset I've been thinking I'm not going to win if this girl comes up here if this girl goes down there just really being ready to wrestle whoever expecting anything like if someone comes up that I didn't want them to come up to my weight it's like you know what doesn't matter I'm going to wrestle you or if someone wants to come down I need to get to the point where I'm just ready to wrestle whoever which I think I've done better this year even though I haven't started really competing yet for the folk style season, just being ready to wrestle whoever is the biggest thing I need to get ready for, especially in college. Everyone's going to be good. So there's not really any running or hoping that people go find another spot. This is kind of a question for uh, both you and Coach Rao. The dynamics of the, the state state tournament for the girls changed a little bit this year. What does that mean to, to you and you, Coach Rao, as a coach? I mean, they turned it into a three-day format this year where um, – We'll still wrestle with our girls. Like the girls is split into two classes now, 6A and 5A, large and small. Basically, we're in the right. large class. So we'll wrestle with the girls every session. And uh, I don't know. I think it'll be good. I think it'll help highlight the girls a little bit more. Breaking the girls into two classes was definitely needed. And that's a great move by the OSSAA. I don't know. I'm just up for whatever to help promote it and highlight it more. But I'm just glad that like, we're stuck in the same sessions where like our boys can cheer our girls on our mm -hmm. girls can cheer our boys on. That's like where things will start changing as a coach is like when they start separating that completely, which I'm sure they will one day. Yeah. Like, and if I have to make a choice and have to be at one or the other, like that's when we'll have to like, actually find a girl's coach like, and a boy's coach, you know, but like, yeah. I'm going to do them both as long as I can. Um, honestly, the new changes that come out that came out, I haven't really paid too much attention to them. Like I know the competition has changed because some girls are in the smaller schools right. and then other girls are in the bigger school section. Um, I think when I start competing, I'll really notice it, especially when we're at the state championship tournament. But I don't think really all the state tournaments I've been to, I've only had one, I guess you could call a normal state championship where, <clears throat> you know, it was the two day format they started at a certain time, and then it was really traditional. Last but, year? Yeah, Last my year. junior year. But yeah. my freshman year, it was one day because of COVID. Um, my sophomore year, everything kind of got twisted up because of that huge ice storm. So last year was, I guess, the traditional OSSAA state championship. Um but obviously this year with the three-day format. I thought it went well different. last year, though. Like, I, I like the way it ran. It just kind of made it long, I think, in a few sessions yeah. or whatnot. And then, like I said, splitting it into two classes will make it a little bit different. But it'll be good. Like, we'll miss a little bit of the action. Like, it splits the classes, I think, too. Like, I don't know. I probably shouldn't talk to you more. I'm not all caught up on it. I'm trying to worry about the Blanchard tournament right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is hard, like. You say as a coach, we're preparing for state, we're preparing for state. Yeah, we're preparing for state in the end, but, like, I'm trying to take 50 kids to go wrestle this weekend in, like, yeah. high school and then send 25 to a junior high tournament. So, like, we're trying to get things rolling when it comes to that aspect of it. So, I just uh, – I got a question for Richen. Uh So, Richen, when it comes to, you know – your, your your family on the team, right? 
So I feel like you and Kaysen's been wrestling together for forever. I feel like y'all been on the same team. Y'all always mm -hmm. has. Y'all because they're right there. Y'all close together. But now y'all both going to be on a high school team. You already got some experience with football this year. What's that relationship going to be like on the mat when it's time to go? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm happy Kaysen's on my team, and I hope we uh, experience that same joy that I experienced last year. We're getting that dual championship with Kaysen on my team now. Um, sometimes, you know, I it's a blessing and a curse because I love watching Kaysen win, but then, you know, he gets a dude that's really, really good, and he's getting worked out there. I'm kind of like, Ugh. I hate watching that. But um, Well, y'all yeah. practice in the room together? Do y'all work together? How, uh, how's that dynamic? I mean, because yeah. realistically, there's about a 50-pound difference. Yeah, there's a 50-pound difference, and he's got a big head, so he'll come try to call me out and stuff, and I got to go <laughs> over there and work him, and then he'll be over there. Like I feel like he's half working with somebody else, and then he'll come on me. He'll just go crazy, just like full. Saves it up for you. Yeah, saving energy, full blown. <laughs> full blown goes out, gets me on my six go. I'm over here. <clears throat> I'm over here. <sighs> he's going over here, ball of steam, full double leg, tries to pick me up, gets me, and then the whole room will go wild. And, I'm like, and then I actually got a, you know, little brother in him. <laughs> no, That's good. I mean, I like him. I like it. <laughs> good. That's good. Like, we have. That's a good dynamic. We have several sets of brothers in here yeah. that are just interesting. A lot of them are bigger than the other ones, so like the matchups aren't extremely good. But we do have a couple of good ones. I mean, it's, all in all, I man, it's a very you know close group. You know, one thing that me and Dax has talked about is you know when he's a freshman, he gets to be on Richardson's dual team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something you know the little kids you know they're looking up to it. You know. That's what's cool about like running all of our practices together is like you do give that like sixth or fifth grade kid a chance to like see a kid like Ritson who's successful young and you're like, damn, when he's a senior, I'm a freshman, we'll get to wrestle together on the same team. Even though there's a four year gap, like that might be a kid you looked up to growing up that you get to wrestle with. So that's cool. Like that's what's great about being able to run all these practices together. Yeah. And even like with that, like we have down to my kid being in second grade, Jensen being a first grader in here, you know, and even if they're like just in here for those high school practices, doing a little bit, paying attention here and there, like you're growing up in the right environment. I think just that alone's better than going to any like youth practice or tournament or anything. Like I think our youth practices are good, but uh, like going to a youth tournament or coming to our Saturday morning practice yesterday, I think like bites out coming to our Saturday morning practice. Waylon and his little group got better. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, y'all two, I asked y'all if y'all would come up with a question to ask the other one. Y'all yeah. want to expand on that? No, I was thinking uh, to ask Symphony, I was, how was it your dad, he was in your corner like as you won that state championship. I feel like that was really cool for you. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it definitely was pretty cool. Um, like I said earlier, he was gone the first two years for my high school you know, seasons. So having him there was the coolest thing ever, honestly. I mean, it was his first year back, being able to come to my tournaments and then coach me and root for me. So, yeah, him being one of the first people I was able to, like, hug and, like, I jumped into his arms after I won. It was, it was pretty cool, especially after the match. Mm -hmm. Like, the match was a back-and-forth match, so having that right after – Having my dad there, yeah, it was 
definitely an experience and I'll never forget it. Sometimes like I'll just be going through my phone and then I'll see the little video that comes up that someone took from the stands. Um, and it's like, I get my hand raised and I run straight to my dad and jump into his arms and hug him. So it's, it's pretty cool to look back on and everything. Yeah. It's still one of my like memories of one of my best pictures. I think I still like have on Facebook is me hugging my dad after state finals, like 20 something years ago now. Like it's, it's something you never, ever, ever forget. Yeah. I cried uh, twice that tournament. One person was hundred, one hundred lost. Then, uh, that that moment I seen that and I tearing up, you know, you get quick tears, you gotta turn. <laughs> Dude, that's that's what's uh, that's what gets me a lot too, is like seeing kids' interactions with their parents. Yeah. Cause I always had like really good interactions with my parents, like after matches, even after losses. Like they were really, really good to me. Mm-hmm. And like that good wasn't always like all baby either. But it wasn't like you're the worst dude on earth. It mm-hmm. was like, you know how to do this, you'll figure it out. Like, sometimes that's all you need to tell your kids is, like, you got this, dude. And I think, like, if that's any, like, solid advice, that's what you tell your kids. is like, you'll know how to figure it out. My dad, you know, he's one of my biggest supporters, one of my biggest supporters. Uh, he'll, like, give me a good look, tell me I got it. And, but if it's something bad, he'll he'll tell me what, like, he'll tell me whatever he wants to say to me after the match. Or like, if I'm not working hard, he'll let me know. And after that championship match, you know, I came – Coach Rock, Coach Baker gave them big hugs. And then I ran up there to the stands. And, you know, me and my dad, I feel like we don't hug a lot. And I ran up there. He was waiting on me. First thing, big old hug to my dad. It's the best feeling ever. That's exactly yeah. like who mm-hmm. I was looking for after my match. And that's – that's, and I guarantee you, like, he probably feels the same way. Like, being able – you're hard on your kids. Like, and your dad, he's hard on you when, like – you do things that are uncharacteristic of you, like being lazy or not working hard or not like holding up to the standard that's set in your family. And that's good. That's like, I feel like that's what a man should do for his family, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, that's like setting the good example. And uh, it's good when that pays off the right way. Last question. Last question I really have for y'all was, is, uh, you know, you got, we, we see a lot of new kids coming in all the time, you know, from all ages, right? But from a young age, what would be some advice y'all would give parents that are trying to get their kid into wrestling, male or female? Let the coaches do their job and coach. Don't overstep. <laughs> like, just really let the coaches do what they are trained to do and what they know how to do, which is coach your kids. Because in Elgin – I can't name a single coach that doesn't have the kids' best interests at heart. Every single coach here in this wrestling gym or just overall <clears throat> the Elgin, you know, staff of coaches cares about your kids' success and they care about your kids. So trust in the coaches, you know, and then help them out. Like if a program needs help with something, maybe they need more volunteers for an event and you can do it, then help the program out. There should never be, I guess, a tally of, oh, what has this program done for my kid versus what has my program done for this kid? It should always just be you're ready to help out whenever they need it. And if you can help, do it. And then just trusting that the program and the coaches and the people in the program have your kid's best interests at heart. I I think just adding on to that real quick for Ritson goes is like when you say help out, 
sometimes that's just like, hey, take your shoes off, come on the mat, and tell these kids to stand in a straight line and just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just be a positive like influence out there. And sometimes that's just like saying, I don't know anything about wrestling, but I can be an adult, you know. And uh, that's a good good point, Symphony. Yeah, I think um, just support, you know, through the wins and the losses. You know, my mom, when I'm wrestling and after I watch the video, I'm like, mom, like, shut up while I'm wrestling because you're just yelling at the phone. I just <laughs> I just hear and I, it kind of gets annoying at a certain point, but I just know she's just doing it because she loves me. And then just, uh, just support and try to, you know, learn it, learn it a little bit, help your kid and just – yeah that's good advice learn it i mean because that that's probably like the main thing when you see the disconnect between parents and coaches it's just misinformation or ignorance you know Mm -hmm. and i don't say ignorance like in a negative term just uh ignorance as in you don't know what wrestling's really about because when parents immediately see wrestling they think oh big kid got throw him down and if my kid doesn't do that my kid's weaker than that kid and that doesn't necessarily mean that right off the bat like there's there's lessons to be taught throughout it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, as far as the parents go, I mean, if just be honest, you know, if you can't help, you can't help. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just best to sit back and be a parent and, you know, the support. You know? Yeah. Bean, I got a question for you. <coughs> all right. All right. As the person who's running the podcast, reaching out, like trying to get information out there, like what, uh, what are you looking for each week into the wrestling season that you want to bring like to this audience here? Like as far as highlighting kids, like agenda, like what, uh, what's the mission behind this? Like, what do you want to see going forward? Like when it comes to talking to kids, what, uh, what age group do we want to talk to? Like, I think like with this podcast, it's something that we can run all the way through our youth program and up like and and get a perspective from a lot of different coaches and i just want like from you who's just kind of here managing a lot of it i want to hear your perspective well it kind of changed from when it first started i didn't really want to talk to any kids at all i didn't want parents to get mad at me for whatever reason there's always that opportunity for somebody to put their their foot in their mouth i'm on the receiving end of it you know where i can i can filter some (coughs) that out but Kind of continue on with that. Then we got into football season, and we started going. And Coach Baker said to me a couple of times, hey, well, you know, what about we get the players of the week, you know, on, on and stuff like that. And we just never really pulled the trigger on it. And by the time I was ready to, you know, it was like the season was over. It just flew by. So now, kind of the group I'm looking at, you know, the high school kids, we have, we're going to have wrestlers of the week again, Craig. We're going yeah, to continue to do that. Absolutely. So I think that's a good opportunity to get them on different point of views, you know. I think there's a lot of different storylines that we could talk about you know let's kind of go from there you know but every week i think it's very important like I, like this uh specifically I, I want to close it out with you know you talking about upcoming events you know what i mean uh with what's going on this weekend with shawnee duels and blanchard you know let's kind of get the parents hot you know this is a big year for us i feel like mm-hmm. especially going to the geary tournament you know um i just think it's a big year for us and i think it, we should do our best to uh, push out all information and make sure everybody knows where to go and where to watch, you know? I think that's kind of where I was getting at is like our audience with this. I want it to be everyone's parents. I want it to be all the kids on the team. I want them to like hear what we have going on, what we have going forward and like want to give their perspective. Like once we get to a point in the season, you know, like 
there'll be time where like, you know, we ain't running with no kids right now. Things aren't going great. Or even like when things aren't going great, like that might be a good time to bring a kid in and talk and just see what they want to talk about and get that out there, you know. And uh, there's some good parents I think we, we should have on too. You know, we had a couple, uh, you know, during football season with Ryan Donnelly and then Jared Williams, you know. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity as well to, you know, get some parents on, you know. Get Mike on here. Get Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's a, a great opportunity, like uh, just putting our target audience out there and talking about our team. And uh, I don't care. Like we can talk about our vulnerabilities and like what we have going forward and our competition. Like if they listen in and hear what we're we're talking about, that's fine. Like we're we're trying to promote within ourselves and give our kids a uh, an outlet beyond Elgin Wrestling. You know, these kids are – they're not only going to get recruited in wrestling, like all of them will get recruited in wrestling that are, are successful in here. But like we have kids going on D1 uh, football recruits. We have kids going on baseball recruits. Like we're, we're, we're everywhere as far as that. We just want to highlight our athletes every way possible. And uh, if this picks up outside of uh, the Elgin area and people like hear it, we want them to share it with like coaches and uh, college coaches and people that, uh, are, are in on it because like Elgin's really good right now and a lot of different things like football wrestling will go to baseball and track and be successful like basketball will be successful this year like I don't know just like this is a good tool and a good outlet for that no I, I definitely think it is you know even now with the the views that that we get on the podcast I mean it's it's like national I'm assuming a lot of it's military as well but I mean there's people from all over the world that's listening to it gives people a different point of view Get our kids a little media ready, too, because, like, we got <laughs> highlighted, like, last year at Dual State, and some kids got in front of the cameras, and they throw cowboy hats on and talking like it's their first rodeo. <laughs> my mom, my mom, she got on to me because I was hitting a little sleigh while I was <laughs> I didn't even realize. And you were on the news? <laughs> yeah. I was a lady. I wonder why we don't we don't get, like, a ton of media coverage as far as, like, wrestling coverage. And I, I mean, we're down south, so, like, I get a little bit of that, and there's not – a ton but yeah they got in front of that camera last year didn't know how to act a lot of them and it didn't help like we threw some kids that probably didn't need to be in front of the camera we're laughing in the background of Ritz and talking on the news yeah man, my kids are out there warming up to neon moon and cowboy hats and yeah that's something cody you want to close now on uh this upcoming uh yeah upcoming here so like i don't know i've been stressing all weekend just getting ready and ask my wife who like is really about to go through it the next few months if any coach's wife knows and like i love her to death but we like just argue over kind of like i like to get scheduled this time of year really really well like i like to just have my stuff scheduled out because i feel like a lot of kids depend on me this time of the year and i feel like a lot of adults depend on me depend on me this like time of the year and so like yeah they opinionate on me too but they depend on me and uh so, like, I try to schedule things the best I can, and when things start getting out of whack, I kind of freak out still because I'm not not a grown-up yet. I can't control my emotions, and, like, that's good and bad. So, like, that's like when you see me spaz out a lot, like, on kids or on things. It's just because I feel like our time's being wasted. And, like, if you see our wrestling practice, like, we practice for an hour and a half normally. You know, I try to get kids in and out. So, like, the way I structure time – Makes sense in my mind, but not to everybody else. But, like, my wife, now I'm getting on a tangent there, but, like, she puts up with a lot when it comes to that. But, like, going forward here, we have Blanchard tournament this weekend. That's a high school tournament. We'll take uh, 
all of our high school kids that have been in here practicing and are eligible and healthy and doing things right. We'll take them and like we'll go and compete, try to do well in that, but also use it like as a ranking match system. Lots of kids will wrestle each other. Kids will wrestle up weights here. I'm not too concerned with them being down. I just want them to get in there and get some matches underneath them. And uh, that's both boys and girls, high school. And then the junior high will go to Shawnee duels. We'll send the majority of our freshmen to Shawnee to wrestle in the duel team with the seventh and eighth graders. And they'll go compete in that, like the toughest dual tournament in the state. Like we did pretty well last year. Um, I think we finished what top eight last year. Uh, ended up winning like the second pool. I think would put you like in eighth place overall or seventh place, which is not bad. You know that was our first year in it, so we'll try to compete well this year. And uh, after that, we'll kick off with a duel on the seventh, I believe, against Weatherford. That's a Thursday night. And then we'll have our junior high tournament here on the 9th, which is a one-day junior high tournament on Saturday, 7th, 8th, and some ninth graders will wrestle in that. And then uh, come back and finish those last two weeks with Santa Fe South duel here at home, be our home opener. We'll go to Altus for a duel, and then we'll go to Weatherford for a two-day tournament. And then we'll finish on the 19th with Comanche at a duel at Comanche against little brother right before Christmas. And then we'll take some time off for Christmas, come back, prepare junior high kids, 15U kids for JOC, prepare high school for Gary tournament, go time, second semester, but be good. No final words for me is just, I'm just gonna keep it short, you know, with the eyes on this coming weekend with the Shawnee duels, you know. A lot of it's twos, you know, I, we got to go last year, Dax went, he couldn't wrestle in it because we, Obeyed the rules of uh, seventh through ninth. Yes, you know? we obeyed the rules. We obey those rules. Uh, so it was, you know, Dax had to go and watch. So I'm excited for him to get out there and actually get to compete in the Shawnee Duels this year. With the, there's always some good competition there. You know, for, I mean, a, a junior high tournament. I mean, dual tournament. It's, it's, it's the best of the best. Yeah, it's the best of the best. So that opportunity. Uh, I'm just excited to see it. Yeah, uh, short, simple. You know, I'm excited for this year. I love wrestling with uh, all these boys in here. And in um, goal, back-to-back dual state, back-to-back individual. And I just hope my peers can get up on there. I think we got several state champs in this. And uh, yeah, just excited. Yeah, same. I mean, <clears throat> excited for this this week. You know, our first tournament back after a long break of just not competing. So everyone is gonna get a good run through for some matches. And, yeah, excited for this year, honestly. It's going to be a good year. Like I said earlier, we're at the point it's it's legacy building time, not just, you know, oh, we need to go win, we need to go win because we haven't had it before. We've had it before. So now it's just time to build on that and repeat it and really just make Elgin Wrestling a name, like a big name in the whole state of Oklahoma. So it's, it's going to be a great year, and I'm really excited for it. Wrestling-wise, like I'll take this two ways. Wrestling-wise and, like, Coaching wise with these kids, like my goal is to push these kids and teach them like this year that, yeah, we can go out and be successful, but have and compete at the highest level and have setbacks. Like I want us to compete with the best of the best this year and like to learn from those losses and uh, because there'll be losses, but also like we're going to have big wins throughout that. Kids are going to do spectacular things. Our kids rise to the level that they uh, go out and wrestle. So like I'm excited to see that. So, like, I just want to see them grow as a team and mature and develop. And I just want to be, like, 
a sound and good enough coach to like provide every avenue I can for them to learn as wrestlers, you know, to uh, get my staff in all the right positions to uh, help them grow as wrestlers and just to uh, help always remind them like it's a long season and in the end, we're going to be there to compete when, when it's time to go. And then like just personally, like I want to grow my relationship with all these kids in here, like uh, Symphony's last year, I want to enjoy it with her. Like we've been through a lot, like I love her a lot. She means a lot to me. I want our relationship to, uh, to be well this year, you know, no matter what happens, like win or loss, like she's going to be someone I depend on the rest of my life and like vice versa. And then with like Ritson, like kids like that, I want our relationship to grow. I want us to uh, push each other and not be content. Like he said earlier, like if I'm just content with like Ritson going out there and wrestling low level competition and beating on them, I'm not giving him everything he needs. Like I need to push him through those situations. And I want to be like that with every single kid every kid on the team so like that's just uh my goals for the year enjoy it and uh yeah just have a great year and uh like i said probably more than anything with this podcast just bring more awareness to our kids like take the media into our hands like we do get good coverage here and there from certain people but like not like i feel like our kids should be covered you know i feel like we should be highlighted a lot more and uh Here's our opportunity. We can do that. Like you built a good audience, and uh, we trust the audience to help spread that out. <laughs>